said, don't do these things, but do this. Put Jesus on. Let him be as near as the clothes you wear. So next time you get ready to do something dorky, spiritually, think about that. Jesus is with you. He says here in the contemporary English, then you won't try to satisfy your selfish desires. I'm Terry Knight, the pastor here at New Life Community Church, and I thank you so much for turning us on, tuning us in, and I trust as always that the Lord's going to bless you all over the place as we fellowship together here for the next several moments. Hey, let me ask you something. How close are you to Jesus? How close are you to Jesus? Is that an issue? Well, it could be if you aren't as close as what the scriptures teach us. And that's what I want to put before you in this particular edition of New Life Telecast. We're sharing with you a message that we've titled, Living Properly. Living Properly. And proper living means that you are in a close relationship with Jesus. Check that out. It means you're in a close relationship with Jesus. Our text passage for this particular teaching is found in Romans chapter 13, and I want to read a little bit of that for you, beginning around verse 13. Romans chapter 13 and verse number 13, and the record puts it this way. So, behave properly as people do in the day. Listen to the latter part of that verse. Don't go to wild parties or get drunk or be vulgar or indecent. Don't quarrel or be jealous. And then he says, and it's inferred here, do let the Lord Jesus Christ be as near to you as the clothes you wear, as near as the clothes you wear. Then you won't try to satisfy your, your own selfish desires. What a challenge. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for each and every one that's turned on this telecast. And I pray right now in Jesus' name that by your word you would speak to them and draw them close to yourself. And Lord, I pray for those that are listening that they would be willing to make that move, to move in your direction and to be as close to you as the very clothes on their back. And we'll thank you. We'll praise you for what you do in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hey, you hang on. I'm going to be back here in just a little while to wrap things up. God bless. got to be a good friend of mine, quite my senior. He said, let me ask you a question. What do you think about so-and-so? And if I would call the name of the preacher, most of you in this room would know him. Actually, I'll tell you who it was because you need to pray for him. His name's Robert Jeffress. You need to pray for him. He's on cutting edge of ministry today, cutting edge of spiritual warfare. He said, what do you think about that guy? I said, he's a real deal. He's not of my stripe necessarily, but he's a real deal. And we need to pray for him. He's doing the Lord's work. He said, well, it seems like to me here lately, all he talks about is end time, end time, end time. And I'm sitting there inside, and I didn't do this out, out loud, but inside I went, there, I didn't want to say duh, but Tina said duh. 
Why would someone be preaching that way today? Is there a possibility they're being led of Holy Spirit? The Bible speaks over and over. These are broken into categories. Some we know as the major prophets and the minor prophets. There's bukus. I'm not going to bore you with a whole list this morning. But primary and primary in my mind, or primary in my mind, is Ezekiel and Daniel. And then we get into the Gospels over in the New Testament. They are oozing with insights of end time events. It's incredible. And then we have the book of Revelation. There's a reason why we open our service with this reading every Sunday morning. We have the book of Revelation that literally puts the crowning period on all of this. Listen, I said that to say this. These are God's way of saying, pay attention. Pay attention. I've given you these factual Insights. They're not speculation. They're factual insights. Now, can't you just hear Holy Spirit of God saying, New Life Community Church, don't you be foolish and ignore these insights as those who have no hope. I usually try to circle back around to my text at some point in time. Here we are. Romans 13, and you're going to see on the screen the contemporary English version. Maybe a little different from what some of you have. And those of you in the live stream audience that you're, you believe in the original version only, don't leave me right here. Stay with me. Paul says this in Romans 13 and 11. You know, now watch this. This is not the men of Issachar under the old covenant. This is Paul under the new covenant. He's talking to us. You know what sort of times we live in. Now, let me park right there just a sec. Clickers, you might have to unclick for just a second. It's very interesting to me, having just finished a series on worldviews and paying attention, that a maniacal bully has without one shred of provocation attacked a sovereign nation in order to embrace it as his own. It's very interesting to me. And in many respects, that action has produced a quake that has shaken the world. And if you've been listening this week, you know I'm telling you the truth. So let me ask you this. What should be our reaction to such ungodly peril? What should be our reaction to such ungodly peril? Paul says, you know what sort of times we live in. What should be our reaction? Listen to the latter part of verse 11. And so you should. You know what's going on. Here's what's going on. So here's how you should live. You should live properly. That's the title of this message. Live properly. Notice what he says in the, the contemporary English. It's time to wake up. Oh, church, will you listen to your pastor? It's time to wake up. And there are people even in this church fellowship that are asleep spiritually and they don't even know it. 
So far removed and so far detached from a really active, alive relationship with the Word of God. And they're just kind of snoozing spiritually. It's like... Beep, 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 beep. Paul says, it's time to wake up. You know that the day when we will be saved is nearer now than when we first put our faith in the Lord. Again, consider the hundreds, yea, even thousands of years since he said that to this day. It's not further away at this point, for goodness sakes, it's even closer. Verse 12, night is almost over and day will soon appear. We must stop behaving as people do in the dark and be ready to live in the light. So behave properly as people do in the day. You might be thinking, Paul, I don't understand. What in the world are you talking about? Can you be a little more specific? Look at the latter part of verse 13. He says, don't go to wild parties. Hmm. Or get drunk. Or be vulgar or indecent. Don't quarrel or be jealous. Don't do those things. Are you engaged in any of those things? Some of you listen by way of live stream. Were you engaged in some of those things? He says, don't do that. We understand the times. How should we behave? Not like that. Don't do those things. Don't get caught up in that. By the way, let me suggest there's a little a whole little sermon in the first, the latter part of verse 13. Don't go to wild parties, get drunk, be vulgar, indecent, don't quarrel, don't be jealous. You know that whole lifestyle can be wrapped up sometimes in the, under the umbrella of a wild party. Isn't it true? We have any Judge Judy fans here? You know Judge Judy from television? Judge Judy, she's a real cutie. She said they didn't hire her because of her looks but because of her brain. I'm a big fan of Judge Judy. I love that. The, the, the majority of the cases that come before her, do you know what it's the result of? That right there. Somebody's engaged in that and, and caught up in that. Let me tell you, people that are caught up in that lifestyle, listen to me, they are petting a rattlesnake. If anybody ever says to you, hey, would you like to see my pet rattlesnake? The answer is, No! Boogity, 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 boogity. You don't pet a rattlesnake. They will bite you and you will die. So you don't pet these things. I hear it so much today. Listen, church, I'm an aging man. I'm trying to help somebody. People think I can do these things. I won't do it in excess. I'll just do a little bit of this. I'll just pet the rattlesnake. I won't give it sugar. You're going to get bit. Not me. You're going to get bit. Here's the bigger point. He said, don't do that. Let me show you how you can avoid that. Look at verse 14. It's inferred do. Don't do that. Here's what you do. Let the Lord Jesus Christ be as near to you as the clothes you wear. Mm. ain't this a pretty shirt I got on this morning? Ain't this pretty? I look like a bowl of orange sherbet ice cream, don't I? 
pretty. And this shirt, as close as your clothes are to you. Can you listen to me? Can you imagine if Jesus is this close to me? Then I'm going to be wanting to do some of that stupid stuff. Are you following? Are you picking up what I'm putting down? Oh, Jesus is right here. I don't want to take Jesus to them places. I don't want Jesus to see me doing them things. Do you know, I haven't rehearsed this. It just kind of hit me, sort of. As, as, you know, pastors live a, a really different life. Sometimes we go to people's homes. We used to, I don't do this much anymore, but used to go to people's homes and knock on the door. And here's what you'd hear inside. If people are that afraid of Terry, can you imagine the sovereign God? If you can't do those things around Terry, why do you think you want to do those things around God Almighty? Are you with me? He said, don't do these things, but do this. Put Jesus on. Let him be as near as the clothes you wear. So next time you get ready to do something dorky, spiritually, think about that. Jesus is with you. He says here in the contemporary English, then you won't try to satisfy your selfish desires. Let me try to wrap it up with this. And I know I've been all over the map this morning. What if things do not go back to the way it was? I'm talking about the world has been rocked this week. What if things don't go back to the way it was? Are we prepared for that spiritually? You know, soon enough, now I don't claim to be a prophet, prophetic in terms of the edge of my ministry, but this is just common sense. Soon enough, at some point in time, the forewarnings of the Bible will become reality. And you don't know when that is. But we know that it's going to happen. The question that I have is, could we be close to that time? Now watch this. Some people ask me that. And I honestly think they're like, well, if we're getting close to that time, then I need to start minding my P's and Q's. But if Pastor Terry says, no, I think it's going to be a few years, they're like, whew, I can just keep on acting like an idiot. That's just what I hear sometimes. I told you I was different. I hear things different than other people. Could we be close to that time that Paul is talking about? Listen to me. Yes. Some of you in this room may be even closer than you imagine. We're not promised the next breath. Our life is like a vapor. It's here one moment. The breath leaves. And there you have it. Just an empty shell of flesh. Thank you. Well, you consider this with me, and I'm trying to wrap this up. Two things. First of all, life in general. What if gasoline prices continue to soar? 
You're right now, it's kind of all fun and games. But what if it actually wipes out your fun money? So there are going to be some people that say, do we support the Lord's work? Or do we take those funds that the oil company is robbing from me and use that for other things? What if... What if that thing discontinued? What, what about our favorite foods? If they continued to disappear from, as my mother would say, the food lion. 64 years old. I don't ever remember food being gone from grocery store shelves. You with me? I don't ever remember that. But it's happening right there before our very eyes. And some of you don't grocery shop. You don't have a clue. Let me tell you, the shelves are getting really, it's getting scary. Pretty soon we're all going to be eating squash. I mean, it's. Watch this. What if some power-hungry fool actually follows through with the threats to dismantle the grid that every last one of us are pretty much addicted to? You say, no, I'm not addicted to it. What if we instantaneously find ourselves unable to communicate? What if you try to go to work, but you can't go to work because you don't have any gas? But if you, after you walk there, the boss man say, get, get on your computer and do, oh, that's right, we, we can't do that. Don't have that. We'll have to go back to the old pen and paper. We'll write a letter to the whatever. What are you going to do if that happens? What about the heat and light at, at the house? You see, you are connected to we are addicted to those things whether we want to admit it or not there are some of our brothers and sisters around the world that are dealing with that very thing right now you'd rather i didn't talk about that you'd rather i be that guy and tell you about noah getting on the ark and you'd rather that hat wouldn't you i'm not that guy Then I said there were two things. More specifically, what about church? Listen to me. Do you remember two years ago now? Cannot believe this. Two years ago, I said, church, what if church doesn't return to normal? And it hasn't. Now, some of what you do may look normal. I'm telling you as a pastor of this church, it's not even close to back to what we knew as normal. Not even close. Now, I had the privilege this week of watching hundreds of Ukrainian believers, perhaps some of the disciples of Diane and a Bible, hundreds of Ukrainian believers kneeling out on the public square pleading for God's intervention. Did you see that? On their knees just crying out to God. Oh, we're not that destitute yet, are we? We can't even show up to the well-lit, warm, comfortable fellowship hall on Sunday morning and pray. We're not that destitute yet. Some would say that it appears that those Ukrainians' prayers were ignored. Not so fast. If you've been listening to the news, you've been hearing this over and over and over again. Nobody expected Ukraine to last this long. 
Did God let them down? God will never let you down. Never, ever let you down. God has a plan. Please don't ever forget that. God has a plan. Now, let me give you a couple of quotes, and I'm really going to close. And, Zachary, we really are going to have a song this morning. We're going to have a, an old-fashioned Baptist service this morning. Since 1948, the world seen, and by the way, if there's any way possible we could do that last song we just did again. Draw me, yeah, that would be awesome. Everybody give it up for Zach and Zanya. Aren't they just incredible? And the rest of the team. Listen to this. Since 1948, the world scene has shaped up around Israel in ways that indicate much of the criteria for Jesus' return is imminent. Watch this. There are those that had somebody say this to me literally recently. Eyeball to eyeball in a private conversation. Pastor, I've been hearing this stuff. They've been talking about Jesus coming out. They've been talking about the end of the world, blah, blah, blah. I've been hearing about that all my life. You haven't been hearing about 1948 for all those many years. That seems like a long time to some of you. Some of you, 1948 was not that long ago, and it was not that long ago. Let me give you another one. 1967, when Israel began to occupy Jerusalem again. We read some things about that earlier today at the outset of the service. Those things haven't been going on forever, but they have come together since 48 and 67. God is on the move. Listen, I told you that to tell you this. Those times, these times are going to get tough, and then they're going to get tougher. David Jeremiah. But again, we're not always of the same stripe, but he's written extensively on this subject, and he says this, and I quote, in our culture, God's people often feel powerless. They throw up their hands and they refuse to resist the onslaught of evil. He says that is not the answer. Brother Jeremiah, I agree with you a thousand percent. He says we should all be as involved as possible, pursuing that which is right. That which is right. Even when it looks like there is no hope, God can come in and change everything. Hallelujah. Again, Dr. McGee says, quote, We are living in the period of Christ's rejection. And the macro view is exactly that. Here's the good news. He is calling out His mighty men. Isn't that awesome? Isn't that something to think about? I trust that your desire is to be one of those mighty men. To be one of those that God calls and that answers the call of God. To be about His business. Understanding the times and knowing what to do. I want to close like this today. Just praying together that the Lord would help us to understand the times and know what to do. And here in just, just very short order, I'm going to open the altar, and I'm going to ask you folks to come if you want to stand, kneel if you can't do that, if you want to sit on the front rows. But for us just to kind of close our service out this morning, 
with a prayer that sounds something like this. Lord, help me understand the times. Not just dabbling around with those things you told me not to do, but understanding the Beloved, we're going to cut in right there, and let me, uh, let me just wrap things up by doing it this way. I trust that you are one of the people that understand the times. You know what's going on in the world. You do your homework, so to speak. You understand the times, and you know what to do. Is that true of you? Are you doing your homework? Now, how do we understand the times? One of the primary ways to do that, and this might sound odd to you, but one of the primary ways to understand the present times is to go back and understand the Word of God. Now, many think the Bible is just an archaic book that talks about history and things that happened way back then, and that's partially true. It does talk about some history. It also points forward and enlightens us with regards to what is going to happen in the days to come. How much do you know about that? And you might say, well, Pastor Terry, that stuff's complicated. Man, I can't figure all that out. You're right, you can't. But God has given us His Holy Spirit, and people that have studied it in, in an anointed way, meaning Holy Spirit is helping them, they know how to teach and help you understand these things. It's called wise counsel and preaching and teaching under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. I trust you're catching some of that through this program. It is very important that you avail yourselves of every opportunity you have, in particular in this day and age. And what we run into so many times is those who want to uh, say they believe in God, the big man in the sky, they believe in Jesus, but they're not in a relationship with God through Jesus and certainly not in relationship with His Word. How much of it have you read this week and studied and heard taught and preached by knowledgeable people who can help you understand what's going on. I want to encourage you to be prepared for the times, to be in a relationship with Christ as close as the clothes on your back. It can prevent you from doing some really, I want to say stupid things, but uh, also help you to know and understand some of the good things that you should be doing and the good places you should be going in the power of the Spirit. That's what God has purposed for you whoever you are. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for everyone looking back at me right now through this television monitor, screen, whatever the case might be. I pray in Jesus' name that you would help them to understand the times by understanding your word. And I trust that they would purpose to live their life in a way that would reflect your word and live, your, live their life in relationship with you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. And I want to encourage you, if you are not connected to a church fellowship, it's very important to do so nowadays. And I know uh, the culture, the popular idea is that you can be a Christian without going to church. And my question is always, why? <laughs> why would anyone want to be a follower of Christ and not connect with the body of Christ? That makes no sense unless you're just trying to make excuses to be about your own agenda. Connect with the church. New Life Community Church Fellowship convenes each and every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock. We also have other activities, uh, not the least of which is our midweek celebration Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. We would love to have you. If you'd like more information about what uh, uh, happens here, you can check out our website. It's there on the screen or give us a call. 
we would love to hear from you, and we'll try to answer any questions you may have. I'm Terry Knight, and a pastor at New Life Community Church, wishing you a great week. And remember, my friends, Jesus is coming back. Is He coming back for you?